The following podcast is sponsored by the new Hood College Gear Shop. The Gear Shop replaces the old Hood College bookstore. Most of us remember the bookstore as just the place when we bought or rented books. Well, that's not the case anymore. The Hood College Gear Shop is a great place to buy all kinds of things. Need some Hood branded merch? You'll find hoodies and t-shirts, hats and scarves, sweats and socks, mugs and cups. They even have a Hood branded blanket. Low on shampoo or soap? They have you covered. Bad breath before class? Buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The gear shop has tons. Does your roommate have a dog? Buy them a Hood College leash or collar. Need some Advil or Tums? The gear shop has your back. Need a last minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm saying is the Hood College gear shop has you covered for all your gift, school, snack, and blazer branded clothing needs. So the next time you are in wit, stop in and browse around. Mention my name Aiden Sievert in the name of this podcast, Nose to the Grindstone, and receive 10% off your purchase of any Hood branded merch. But for First, listen to the show. Hello and welcome to Nose to the Grindstone. I'm your host, Aiden Sievert. On this show, I will talk to various college athletes going into their junior and senior seasons, but this isn't a regular sports interview podcast. I only want to talk to the athletes who've had to grind, the ones who went from riding the bench to a starting spot. And for my first episode here today, I'm joined by my roommate, Connor Bross. Connor, tell everybody about yourself. Where are you from? How old are you? What sport do you play? All right. I'm uh, from Warnersville, Pennsylvania. Uh, pretty small town, uh, about 20 minutes outside Reading. Um, 21 years old. Uh, came to Hood my sophomore year. I transferred in here from Bridgewater College. Uh, I played defensive midfield for the lacrosse team, men's lacrosse team. Um, and yeah, yeah, I live with Aiden. All right. Um, you mentioned that you're, you transferred to Hood. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, uh, just to start, so what sports, like, you play lacrosse now, obviously. What sports did you play growing up? Growing up, uh, I started, I think the first sport I ever played was soccer. And then I played baseball for a while, from from like t-ball all the way to like kid pitch, they called it. I played some flag football. Um, when that was a thing, never actually played like for real football though. Um, played basketball for a little while, played soccer again for a little bit. And then once I hit my, yeah, freshman year of high school, I only played lacrosse, just played year round. So that's it. So which one, what was your favorite sport before lacrosse? Outside of lacrosse, honestly, my favorite sport, I mean, I sucked at basketball, but it was probably basketball. It was just fun. It was, like, fast-paced, you know. Uh, Fair. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, other than, other than, you know, basketball, probably As, maybe soccer. I, don't know. I never played basketball, but, like, you know this. You've lived with me now for a couple of years. Like, I love watching basketball. Yeah. Um I just think like it's very similar to lacrosse and just the up and down aspect. Yeah. You know, you're scoring, scoring baskets, getting getting assists and stuff like that. So, I can see that. Um, so, uh, you know, like once you said, when did you start playing lacrosse full time? Like right in the start of high school, or what was yeah. it, eighth grade? So I was introduced to lacrosse in fourth grade, but only really started. I started playing summer league in sixth grade. Then, like going into my seventh grade year, okay. and then. Started like actually 
taking it seriously, uh, like eighth grade year, freshman year of high school, um, when I was like really getting a lot of PT, that's when I took it seriously. Okay. And it was like, that's when it became like super fun, when it was like more competitive. So, um, like once you got near like junior and senior year of high school, like what was the recruiting process like? Did you know you wanted to play lacrosse in high or in college? Uh, um, and like, why did you decide to end up sticking with lacrosse in the long run? Yeah, so I actually knew like my recruiting process was pretty easy, honestly. Um, it was quick because I committed my junior year of high school. Uh, I actually committed on Valentine's Day, junior year of high school. Um, okay. I don't know why I remember that exactly, but <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I I remember that vividly. I think mine was like. I want to say it was August, like, 8th. It was either 8th or the 18th. Yeah. And, and you, I feel like it's just one of those dates you remember. And you probably know exactly where you were sitting in the house. Yeah. I know exactly where I was sitting. I was I sitting... Was, my mom has, like, this ugly-ass living room chair. <laughs> and I was sitting on the arm of the chair, and I was like, you know what? Like, I think I'm going to commit to Bridgewater today. <laughs> and I just did it. <laughs> I was in a hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty cool. But, no, my recruiting process was, was really easy. Um, I have visited a couple schools, uh, ultimately narrowed it down to two, which was actually Hood and Bridgewater is where I narrowed it down to, and then chose Bridgewater because I, I, you know, I like Virginia, Bridgewater's in Virginia, it's right down the road from James Madison, I like Virginia a lot, um, but for me, like, I'm somebody that likes to, you know, be able to fly home on the weekends real quick, like, just get my car and go home on the weekends, and Hood from my house is only two hours, so, like, I can go home and, like, hunt in the fall if I want to, and that's, like, something that, like, I hold that, like, near and dear to me. I love doing that. Just I do that with my dad a lot. So, being closer to home rather than, like, almost five hours down at Bridgewater, like, it's, I, I like Hood way better. So, I actually, my recruiting process was Bridgewater, committed there, went there, we got there, it was COVID, and then, so, like, we had practice and lifts, but it was, like, in pods, they called it, so we had, like, dude, the team was huge when I got there, there was, like, 28 kids in my recruiting class, which is just, like, wow. unheard of, it was so dumb, like, if I would have, looking back now, if I would have known that going into it, I would have just, like, just right off the rip, I just would have probably decommitted. It yeah. just came to hood, like, Fair. initially my freshman year. But, no, so I, I went there uh, fall semester, came home for Christmas break. I was, like, unsure if I wanted to go back, but I still went back. And then really decided when I was there, like, two weeks back, I was like, you know what, like, we had this option called opt-out. Yeah. And you could opt out of school, but still... Or you could opt out of living on campus, but still finish school online. So I finished, I did my whole freshman year, got all the credits for it, whatever. But did my freshman year online, and then pretty much started the recruiting process again after I left Bridgewater. I did it pretty unconventionally, though. I didn't enter the transfer portal or anything. I just kind of like up and left, which I don't even know if that's like allowed by the NCAA (laughs) or anything. I was just like, went into my coach's office. I told him I was quitting. And then I dipped. Like, the next day. My parents came down and, like, helped me move stuff out. And I went home. And then started my recruiting process again, but wasn't actually going to play lacrosse anymore. Like, NCAA. So you're just looking for a different school. Yeah, I was looking, like, 
school is close to my house. Like, or not not necessarily close, but like, I mean, Westchester, like, like forty five minutes. From yeah, home. you think like what is that? M is that M I A or no? Just, uh, like, cl- just they're well, they're in one of the clubs. They're not M I A. They're not M I A. High school. Um, yeah. M C L A. M C L A. Nah, they're not. I don't. I don't know their division. I don't think they're MCLA, but they're like a D2 club school. Um, and I was like looking there, and then I was looking at Bloomsburg uh, to play club there too. But I like had like this pretty heart-to-heart conversation with my high school coach because I helped him coach then in the spring while I was home. And he was just like, he was just like, I know you're not like, done with competitive lacrosse yet he was like if you go play club like it's gonna be competitive it's gonna be fun but it's not gonna give you like the exact competitive edge that you're looking for mm-hmm. he's like and I know you're not done with it yet so he was like why don't you just like really consider what I just told you and like give NCAA lacrosse a shot again so with the help of uh, Owen McDermott who's one of our roommates yep he lives uh, with us here and uh, I, I had texted him and I was like hey dude like you think I can Basically, like, you know, I'm going to hit up Coach Barber again. Like, what do you what do you think? And he helped me. Like, he helped me get back in contact with him. So, like, I got to give, give him credit for that. Like, that was huge for me. Um, and then I just kind of put Westchester and Bloomsburg to the side because I was like, okay, like, this is club ball. Like, while it's still competitive, like, I'm ready to go back to NCAA and, like, really have that, like, like you know, competitiveness. And hit up Coach Barber again, came down for a visit on my birthday of 2021, spring 2021. I remember that. Yeah, came down for a visit on my birthday, um, took a tour, watched practice. I actually took a tour with Coach Kobe, who's... Throwback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was at Barry, coaching at Barry now, but took a tour with Coach Kobe, sat through a practice, and was just like... I was, like, sitting there at practice, and I remember thinking, like, I should have just came here in the first place. Like, what the hell? Like, what the hell was I thinking? And Coach Barber came up to me after the practice to talk, and I told him, like, right, like, off the rip. Like, I was like, yeah, like, like I'm, I want to I want to come here. Like, I want to come play lacrosse at Hood. And he was, like, basically, like, awesome, great. And that was it. And then enrolled in Hood fall twenty twenty. One twenty, yeah. yeah. So our sophomore year. Yeah, so came here sophomore year. So you uh, you basically yeah. knew right away, like as soon as you came here. Yeah, pretty much. I because I like me and my parents came down, took a tour in the morning, went to lunch, and then came back for practice because at that time practice was at three thirty in the afternoon, mm-hmm. um, and not eight in the morning. <laughs> but no, so anyways, went to lunch, came back for a practice. Um, and then I, like, I, I knew like in the back of my head, but like just watching the practice and like seeing the camaraderie and like how everybody interacts with each other and stuff like that just really like, like sealed the deal for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew like in the back of my head, like right away, but like got that, like, I guess, uh, I don't want to say like reassurance, but got the, like, definite like yes in my head yeah after that so okay what was it it's february or no february uh august of our of sophomore year so like right in the beginning of it you were still playing offensive midfield at the time yeah yeah. 
Uh, that whole year you were playing offense, right? Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned in the beginning when I introduced myself, but I played defensive midfield now, so just short, sticky mid. Um, I came in. I played two-way in high school. Got recruited to Bridgewater as an offensive midfielder, OMID. Uh, played OMID there my fall, that fall semester that I was there. And then got recruited to Hood as a OMID. Um, played OMID for the majority of the 2021 to 2022 season. Mm-hmm. Did fall ball as an OMID. Was on third line midfield. Like, I really wasn't doing too great. Like, you know, I got admitted. Like, I was doing all right. And then played OMID through most of the 2022 season until Messiah, which was like we had like Messiah and I think two other games left in that season. Yeah. Right? So, like so we, yeah, we were, we were in conference already. Yeah. And we were in conference and like within like literally the last three games, it was like practice one day and coach Barber was like, Hey, like, flip your jersey to, to defense, like, flip to blue. I want you to play a little D-mid and, like, see what, you know, see how you do. And play D-mid from there. You played pretty good yeah. at practice, too. I do remember that. Because yeah. you looked at me and you were like, man, what the hell is this? Yeah, like, I was like, <laughs> he told me to flip, and I was like, shit, dude. Like, I don't want to play defense, bro. Like, I don't want to be, like, the unit that, like, you know, is getting scored on. Yeah. You know, but I was just like, I was just like, you know what, like, if I, if this is, like, my new... I guess call in lacrosse like if this is my my position now like I just might like I might as well make 100% out of it and now like I love it I would not I would not trade that shit for the world now like I, I love playing D-Med I do and it's like it's like no, nobody not to sound like conceited or anything but like nobody gives a shit about D-Mids like literally like you you see stuff on like lacrosse network and it's always like oh this goalie made a sick save or like this this uh LSM or this deep hole hit like a sick like check or this attackman or omid like had like a super sick like I don't know BTB or like stung stung top right or something like that. But like there's never anything there's, about like yeah, I think I've maybe seen like one thing about a D yeah, I can, in my life. I can probably think of like I can think of one for sure but like yeah. Other than that, it's kind of hard. Yeah, I could think of I could think of two, and one of them used to play O mid, but <laughs> Bubba Fairman from Maryland, and and one Ryan Terrafanko, but that's he was my summer ball coach, so like I I grew, uh, yeah. I grew up like knowing him. Like he went to the neighboring high school to me that used to kick our ass every year. But yeah, now you don't like I think I've seen maybe like one thing on like TLN or like. You know, when like the, the one from the York D Middies last year, I can that's like the one that I yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um Yeah, they hit like a like <clears throat> a nasty check and I was just like, damn. Yeah, so uh once you made that switch to D mid, that was at the beginning of our junior year, mm-hmm. which was this past year. Mm-hmm. Um and what what was that like? Were you excited for that season? Like, cause you, I talked to you pretty early last year before, like in the fall, and you're like, dude, I don't know if I should keep playing D mid or like if I should try and go back to O mid. Mm-hmm. And I told you like, yeah, I think you should stick it out. Like, mm-hmm. um, now you're you, one of our other D Alex Knott and Luke Carnage, Like you two are are you three of the top 
three options. Like, mm. and you guys, are, I think you guys get pretty equal amount of PT, especially towards the end of last oh, season. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's how it's going to be again this year. Yeah, and um, like I'm like I'm so like like sometimes you talk to people and they're like, oh dude, like I, I just want to be like I want to play all the time. Like I don't want to split time, but like there's no other guys like in the D mid like world that I would that I would rather split time with. And those are the guys that I've like been playing with D mid with like for since I started. I didn't really get to play with some of the guys before me. And now like we have we have some D mids coming up uh pretty good. Yeah. Um I I'm gonna bring Nod in for an episode of this too. Yeah, good. Cause he good. it's like similar yeah. situation. I like he didn't transfer but he still has made made that switch positions yeah. and like yeah, and he embraced it too. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like you you just have to embrace it because if you embrace it, you're gonna like to be there. Like, at first you're gonna be like, "This shit sucks," but eventually you're gonna be like, "I like this a lot," and like, "This is fun." Like, this is like me. Like, this is my position within this team now, and this is what I'm here to do. Like, this is my job. But no, there's like the 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 D mid unit that we have now. Like, you'll see it this year. Like. And you started to see it last year too, but like we like we are gonna have depth now. And I, I had this exact same conversation with Coach Barber, like and Coach Snitz. And I was like, It is so nice to have depth at the D mids now because you God guys forbid, get, you like, guys get pummeled. Bro. Yeah. Like you guys are taking reps every like basically every other rep in a game. God, and God like, forbid, like knock on wood, like one of us goes down for something. Like you saw Joe Olsen unfortunately went down last year, he tore his ACL. Yeah, right at the that end of the season too. Yeah. And now having that depth at the D mid, like if some for some un, unforeseen and absolutely unfortunate circumstance, like something were to happen, like I'm confident in our D mid unit that the next guy is just going to be able to step up, and it's true. It, we're not we won't skip a beat. Like and true. it's so nice having that because other teams are taught to dodge on D mids, so it's just like nonstop. Like they dodge, like another team will dodge on us. They'll swing the ball maybe dodge again on a pole or something like that, but then the ball come back around, we'll get dodged on again. And it's just like dodge after dodge I after mean, dodge. Yeah, like in a, in a good possession, like like me being an offensive player, like I think about it like a good possession, like you're taking like three, maybe four dodges before a shot. Yeah. And if you can get three of those four dodges on a short stick, like D-Midi, like that's a good possession you're probably going to score. Yeah. So, like, you guys, like, three possessions in 80, 80, 80 like, 60 to 80 seconds yeah. is, like, it's a lot of, that's yeah. a lot of damn running. Yeah. And it's, like, your offensive guy's running at you full speed, so you can't just, like, sit there. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? you got to be, like, on your feet. So, you, yeah. It's, like, three full, like, full out sprint. And then you make a save and you got to clear the ball. And it's just, like, damn, now i got to, like, get my ass back to the midline. And clear this ball so yeah. we can generate offense for our guys and we can score. So um, it's nice having the depth at mid now. Yeah. Was it so like you have your situation your freshman year? You come here sophomore year. You don't get as much playing time as you'd hope. Yeah, didn't see. Um, didn't see was, the field hole. Was it? Did you have any regrets or was, like how was that? Was it hard? I'm sure. Like. I you and I kind of have a, a little bit of a similar similar situation. Yeah. Like our sophomore years, we both didn't really play a lot, um, and 
like I struggled with it a little bit. What was it like for you, especially like coming in and like hoping to get a little bit more playing time? Yeah, like I came in and was like, okay, like I'm I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna work my ass off at practice and hopefully get like you know a good amount of PT because like that's that's what I was striving towards to get a good amount of PT on offense when I was still playing over. Mm-hmm. Ended up with a spot on the third line. Uh, going, you know, into the into the spring was was on the third line in the fall, but still third line going into the spring, but was like the next guy up to second line, I guess, because I remember SUNY Delhi Gilsdorf got cracked. And oh, I remember. I had that. a concussion, and then I had to step up and play Omid on the second line for SUNY Delhi Shenandoah and uh, Juniata might have been the game after that. I think. Um. Or no, Gilsworth played against Junior, I think. Yeah, he did. I don't know, but it was something like that. Like, there was, like, three games in a row where I was, like, on second line. I was like, okay, like, I'm getting, like, a good amount of reps right now. But, um, no, nah, like, I – and then going back to third line, like, I was just like, shit, like, I did struggle with it a little bit. There was, like, a point in time where I was like, dude, like, I don't want to play lacrosse anymore. Like, this is, you know, not what I thought it was going to be, like – uh, but I stuck it out because I felt like I owed it to myself and I owed it to like the team like because you know I love this team and everything about them um, and so I stuck it out and I was like okay I'm just gonna grind my ass off like wherever I am on the field or whether it be off the field or on the field like if it's off the field I'm just gonna like get hype for the boys like on the bench like all that kind of stuff if it's on the field like I'm just gonna play my ass off and like at, like whenever I'm on the field so yeah. Like it was, it was honestly like the team, like the culture aspect um, that like helped me like get through. I guess the the down of my lacrosse career, and then helped me like build back up to like where I'm at now. Like I remember Widener, dude, sophomore year. I'll never forget that game. Like that game was so much fun, dude. I could close I was- my eyes and like go right back to it. Like feel like I'm still standing on the sideline. Obviously, I didn't get in that game. I didn't play. Honestly, I didn't like, that game. it feels like we didn't even lose that game no. too. Like that game was so so much fun. I mean, nine seven. That was probably like the closest game we've ever played with Widener. Yeah, ever. It, that was a great game. It was insane, dude. That game was so fun. Like, we went. We would go on a run, and then they went on a run for a little bit, and then we went on a run, and then they just happened to have one more good run than we did. But yeah. we played so good. Like that was like. A, that was a game we played as a whole team so that's what like I was like shit dude like I'm on the sideline right now like it, it sucks standing on the sideline I really want to get in and I was waiting for my name to get called but I was like alright this is a close game like there's no way I'm going to play yeah. <laughs> like, so I was just like what I can do right now is just get hype as shit for the boys on the sideline and like keep their energy up because that's going to help them on the field so I took I assumed that role as like a third line midfielder not playing a whole lot and then stuck it out still loved the grind and then switch positions like the last three games of the season so yeah that was fun yeah that was a good time that that game was so much fun that game's like if we would have won that game that game would be better than last this past season Shenandoah game dude easily what, beating beating that team from Chester County dude <laughs> would be the best feeling 
I've ever felt in sports. I feel like, dude, I have never been a part of a rivalry so big in my life. Like, I mean, we had like rivalries in high school, but that was like high school. Like, yeah, dude, it's, like, it's we're not like, on the, this type of scale. Yeah, no, it's not even close to this type of scale. And like, that's a game for us that could like dictate MAC playoffs. Yeah, Whether we go, especially to this year with LVC being yeah, done. yeah. Now they're only taking top four. Yeah, and I mean our conference. If you really look at it, our side of the conference. It, we have some pretty damn good teams. So, like, us knocking off – and I know we can do it. Like, we can definitely do it. But us just, like, knocking off those, like, good teams would just, like, be insane. Like, it would feel so good. And just, like, if I could take one game and as have it as a guaranteed win this season, it would be wider. Yeah. And for, like, one game as a guaranteed win this season and the rest of the seasons ever for Hood ever, <laughs> it would be wider. I, just, I hate that school so much. And I know everybody else does. If you ask any person on the lacrosse team what they think about Widener, they're just going to be like, dude, we hate those kids, bro. True. True. Do you have any final thoughts? If you are an athlete on a sports team and you're in a position like I was in or like anybody else who was, like Aiden said, he was in that position too for – for a couple of years, like if you are in that position where you are on the sideline and you're like, dude, like I can't do this, like I, I, I can't stand here anymore, like this sucks. You just work wherever you get put on the field. If you just work your ass off, like your time will come. Like you just gotta stick it out. Like it sucks in the moment sometimes because you just want to play so bad, but you just gotta like embrace the suck and just grind like they, they will they will get you so far like yeah. it just, I don't know. and then once you get there it just feels so good true it's like the best feeling ever very true so, yeah that's it all right thank you connor ross thank you i always have a great time talking with you about things ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode of notes to the grindstone podcast Join me, Aiden Sievert, on the next episode and listen to another athlete's story about grinding on and off the field to get their spot in the starting lineup.